For August 2nd, 2020, afternoon on a Sunday, your host this week, and only host this week, myself, Lee. Surely this isn't the only podcast where someone sits in a basement by themselves and talks about pro wrestling, uh, but it is the one you have decided to listen to, and for that, I thank you. Uh, today we have one thing to talk about, and one thing alone, and that is AEW Dynamite from July 29th, 2020, which was a Wednesday. Daily's Place, Jacksonville, Florida. JR welcomes us. No Excalibur on the show tonight. And he was sorely missed. Uh, Not quite sure what this is. I don't know if it's been announced yet. Uh, But I've heard Scuttlebutt that he was involved in a wrestling angle in a former promotion a while ago, which uh, used a racial slur amongst other things, for which everybody involved since uh, has acknowledged it was a bad idea and apologized. That is what we're thinking this is. They're getting out in front of it and just taking Excalibur off the program for the moment. He's got some, uh, some heat on the Twitter or something like that. So... Tony Schiavone and Taz will be joining JR tonight. Masked wrestlers at ringside. Uh, by that I mean, you know, masks, masks, like COVID masks. But also, uh, Serpentico, who's also a masked wrestler, wearing a mask on top of his mask. Good stuff. Uh, presumably, Sammy Guevara had kidnapped him and stolen his clothes. Uh, that worked itself out at some point between these episodes. Inner Circle is out first. Uh, they will go against the best friends and friends, in this case, Jurassic Express. Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. That's up first. Uh, so, Best Friends and uh, Jurassic Express come out to Orange Cassidy's theme song. Sure, I guess he's the, the leader of the bunch right now in terms of the program with the Inner Circle. Marco Stunt is also present. Orange Cassidy and Jericho started off in the ring. Hagar tagged in immediately. Orange Cassidy fires up with some limp kicks, dodging Hagar's strikes. The crowd is weird and quiet. Uh, I don't know if this was... The crowd's fault or how it was miked. Um, I had the version where it, when it went to picture in picture, I just actually got the arena noise. And it was just quieter in general. Uh, and usually during those those breaks, uh, that arena noise is as loud as it is during the broadcast. Uh, they don't like dampen it or anything like that. Uh, everybody's, you know, watching their, their F-bombs, I guess. So uh, I think it was just, just a sound issue uh, on the show. But it really, when you're used to... Uh, you know, consistency is the best thing you can say for AEW or any wrestling show during the the pandemic here, uh, is that they get to a stasis, as it were, and you're like, yeah, okay, I can watch this week to week, and if then something dips or changes again, it is a little jarring, and that was the crowd in this whole show. Uh, match pretty quickly breaks down, referee uh, Aubrey Edwards can't do much to gain control, but wave her arms as ten men brawl on each other all over the place. Uh, some men brawl outside. Inner Circle regroups at ringside. Trent drops Ortiz on them. More spots on the apron. And battle back into the ring. Match is basically a tornado tag at this point. Legal man is impossible to determine. Marco Stunt also getting shots uh, in on this thing. And this isn't a no disqualification or anything like that. So that should actually have been the, uh, the L for Team Best Friends and Friends. Tony defends Aubrey's lack of officiating. Uh, because honestly, what, what is she to do here other than just, okay, I guess the match is over. Uh, so, you know, they, they make an effort when things like that happen, uh, to acknowledge it on this show. So you're, you're not sitting there at home being like, why don't they notice this? They are noticing it and they're trying to give you the best explanation they can. Uh, and I appreciate it. Inner Circle gets the heat on Trent who can't tag out. Near fall on Trent 
uh, Inner Circle continues to tag out and beat him up. Eventually, gets the tag to Luchasaurus, who cleans house, has some trouble with his mask, and has to temporarily retreat. Multiple tag team spots, flying knees from Sammy. Jericho attempts to take out a Luchasaurus, I have written here, a Luchasaurus, laying in wait uh, to chokeslam Sammy with Floyd. Wow, that is a sentence that I've put myself together. Jericho attempts to take out a Luchasaurus who is laying in wait to chokeslam Sammy with Floyd. That is Jericho using Floyd on Luchasaurus. Uh, wow. Hey, never was, uh, never, you know, never called myself an English teacher or anything like that. Uh, Orange Cassidy foils him, tossing him over the barricades. That is Sammy. Uh, Sammy kicks Luchasaurus' leg out of his leg, climbs to the top rope. Matt Hardy's music hits. Sammy looks towards the ramp. Matt Hardy slaps his ass from behind, sending him toppling off the top rope. Surprise, Matt Hardy is grabbing your ass into the grasp of Luchasaurus, uh, who slams him and the good guys win. Matt Hardy taunts Sammy, you're mine. So uh, restarting up at that program where it left off where, before Sammy got his suspension. And we're off to the races. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. You need matches on, uh, on the pay-per-view. Sammy versus Matt Hardy. Sure, why not? Why not? Tonight, no disqualification. John Moxley, your champion, and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Moxley, backstage, cuts a promo. See how they fare without attacking from behind. Something along those lines. He doesn't start fights, but goddamn, he will finish them. Taz cuts a promo on a scared John Moxley from behind the be uh, desk here, uh, just to set up what is to come. Also tonight, we will have Hikaru Shida versus Diamante, who made her debut and won on last week's Dynamite. AEW World Tag Championship match. Uh, I think that was the case. This wasn't... I think this was for the championship. Actually, I don't remember that now. Doesn't matter. Uh, Kenny and Hangman versus Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. TNT Championship match. Cody versus Indy Darling Warhorse. And that's up next. Apparently, AEW did put out feelers to their social media asking who people would want to see fight Cody in an open challenge. And uh, Warhorse was uh, the resounding anthem. This guy enters. He gets pyro. Uh, he baby faces at ringside. Uh, they're putting him over. He's like a headbanger metal guy gimmick. He's got like war paint. Uh, not not a small guy by any stretch of the imagination, but a, a slight a slight Daniel Bryan kind of build to this guy. Uh, you know, banging his head. Do good faces on him. Uh, don't have much to say outside of that. Uh, Justin Roberts, is it? Uh, announces him as 4,000 pounds of raw heavy metal here to rule ass. Which is, you know, it's indie as fuck. Let's be, let's call it what it is. Uh, this guy looks like a, a creator wrestler that someone really took their time with. An OC, so to speak. Uh, and isn't that what all pro wrestlers are? Uh, it's on some level. I'm here, sitting here as someone who really likes Orange Cassidy, so I am by no means putting down this guy's gimmick, as it were. Uh, but they had kind of a ho-hum match here. Uh, let's run it down. Cody and Arn looking over a piece of paper, a game plan of sort. I don't know what this piece of paper could have been. Was it a drawing of Warhorse and Arn just pointing at his knee? Go for the knee. Cody has a new red belt. The match begins. Some holds, rope breaks. Some decent chain wrestling, cat and mouse, as JR puts it. Men fight through picture in picture. I am apparently watching the UK version, as I said, without announcers. So I get the weird, quiet wrestling. I think they just had like a microphone uh, effed up at ringside or something. Like It just, it just wasn't consistent with last week. And it made it very quiet. Uh, let's call it, let's, let's make sure to call it out. So they, uh, they make sure that doesn't happen again. Because it, it definitely hurts the product, especially matches like this. 
Cody seemingly not uh, taking Warhorse very seriously. Warhorse reverses a figure four attempt. He has clearly uh, scouted Cody. Continues to counter Cody. Uh, Cody rolls out uh, of the ring to avoid whatever Warhorse was planning from the top rope. Who instead double foot stomps him. Back in the ring, Warhorse hits a Macho Man elbow for a near fall. Warhorse demonstrates his ring awareness, reversing Cody's offense into cradle attempts. Warhorse selling his leg. Misses a top rope, something or other. Cody locks a figure four on Warhorse and gets the tap and retains. Dark Order attacks after the match and lays out Cody. Arn squares off with them. A jacked Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder. Uh, the, the original bro? What? No, that's Matt Riddle. Who's, uh, who's currently involved in a program with... Uh, what's his nuts? Corbin? Baron Corbin? Wow! Thank God. I finally stopped watching WWE long enough that I forgot Baron Corbin's name off the top of my head. And now I'm reminded of him. Uh, no, what was Zack Ryder? He, he, so when I started watching WWE again, uh, Zack Ryder had kind of come and gone. And then I remember his, like, sudden, uh, Intercontinental Championship win at WrestleMania where he lost it the following night to Miz, I think it was. Uh, I don't know what the, the hell that was about. And then he was, uh, he was hanging out with, uh, with Mojo Rawley. Was that him? They were, like, the... Party squad, the, the hype bro, hype bros, hype, hype bros, hype, yes. And then, uh, you know, presumably the guy would do house shows or something. And then, uh, he got cut loose. So here he is in AEW. Uh, so, so as far as I know of Zack Ryder, he, he's got a good look. Uh, he seems like he has a cool personality from what I've, I've heard of him on podcasts and stuff like that. He was on Jericho, I think with, was it Kurt Hawkins or someone else like that? Shit. Anyway, uh, seems like a nice guy. I think he's he's big in, into wrestling action figures. Like, he's, like, into collectibles. So I don't know if that's, like, a backdoor way to get, hey, man, you buy this shit. What would you want? But Matt Cardona is here, and he is wearing layer upon layer of spray tan, looking jacked as hell. He uh, clears the ring here, tears his shirt, and screams, I'm here. Regroups with uh, Cody and Arn at ringside as we go to a commercial break. Matt Cardona is here. Still holding out hope for uh, for my boy Rusev, who I think is uh, immensely talented and has a great personality, and uh, would like to see you know because I'm watching AW anyways, I'd like to see Rusev uh, Rusev pop up because I think he's uh, he's something special. Tony Schiavone is at the top of the ramp to hype all out, but is interrupted by Le Champion. Jericho explains he is furious at the state of the inner circle. Sammy calls Matt Hardy a son of a bitch for uh, like four times here. August 12th, Jericho vs. Cassidy 2. When I beat him again, he's going to give me $7,000 cash in the ring to cover my jacket, which he ruined two weeks ago. <coughs> we learned, uh, sorry about that. We learned that, uh, th these were apparently, like, some of these were filmed back to back to back here. So, I can't imagine that coat smells very good in the humid Florida weather, uh, at all, especially if it was multiple hours or now going on weeks that he's had to rewear this thing. Next week, face-to-face -face debate with a guest moderator that will blow our minds. Refers to himself as the demo god. Uh, Asks Santana to give his uh, his blazer a sniff. Says it smells like cat pee. Ortiz reiterates, shouting into Tony Schiavone's face. Cat pee. Tony throws it back to JR, who throws back to Tony from earlier today. Official contract signing for FTR. Sitting at a long table with some lawyer types, Dax introduces Arn as their manager. Everybody's uh, everybody's picking sides here. 
demand a uh, tag rope in the corner of all their matches. Uh, some They mentioned something called Tag Team Appreciation Night, which they will host. They want confirmation on this before they sign. As they're signing, Hangman Adam Page appears with whiskey for the boys to congratulate them. Page pours himself a full glass of whiskey and finishes to, uh, struggles to finish it. Finishes to struggle it, as I was going to say. Back at the desk with JR, we recap the actions of Dark Order in the past few weeks. Then we have Stu Grayson and Evil Uno bleh, versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Stu and Uno are uh, the number one contenders, apparently, for the uh, tag belts, as this was apparently a tag match. Rather, a championship match. Uh, quick action figure commercial, and then uh, Page doesn't wait for Kenny to arrive uh, doing his big entrance where he gets to point at everything. He uh, just starts laying in some shots on his opponents here. Omega comes in, scolds Page. The ref pulls everyone apart. Ding, ding, the match officially begins. A distracted Omega gets decked by Uno, who pulls him to the opposite corner to, for the beatdown with Stu. Grayson and Uno are allegedly 8-0. No. They, uh, they definitely don't get to wrestle a lot on the main show, so I'm assuming that's a lot of dark victories they've racked up. And I'm going to be honest with you. They are completely fine tag team. Uh, they're fun to watch. The Dark Order gimmick aside, as just like a big man, a big man in a gimp mask, and his shirtless, small, jacked friend, uh, as a tag team, they're they're fun to watch. They have a lot of synergy together, some cool tag team moves. Nothing against those two at all. This was a fine match. Champions with the upper hand land tag team moves. Uh, light Uno up with some chops. High five it out, bitch! As Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Uh, smile uh, over their dominance and then high five in the center of the ring. Hangman and Uno are legal. Page clothesline Stu off the apron. Missing Excalibur on the move calling on this match. Big time. Page brawls outside with Uno whom tosses him into the ring post in barricades. Brody Lee standing to the right of the announce booth. Anna J, I believe is her name, is standing behind him. And Colt Cabana has apparently been on commentary this whole time. Maybe? I think it was Colt. Yeah. Back to the ring. Uno messes with Hangman's finger. <laughs> Before tagging in Stu. Stu and Uno uh, doing frequent tags, trying to do uh, dismantle Hangman here. Kenny forced to break up a pin, looking for the hot tag. We're now in picture-in-picture. Picture. Page gets a second wind coming out of the break. Tags in Kenny. Uno is down. Hangman countered by Stu and thrown out. Stu gets thrown out of the ring with no camera angle available here. Uh, Kenny, like, whips him into the corner. And Stu kind of goes ass over tea kettle over the corner of the ring. And there's no camera angle on it. Kenny makes a face as if this guy just uh, apparently hit the cameraman. Uh, I don't know what happened here, um, but whatever. Keeping it fresh. Near fall on Kenny. Hangman breaks up that pin. All four men are in the ring. Back and forth battle. All four guys shine here. Kenny hits a V-trigger on the back of Uno's head and only gets a two. Buckshot V-trigger to Uno. One, two, three. The champs win. Brody Lee storms to the ramp and tells Colt and Anna to leave. He screams at Uno and Grayson, grabbing them by the face and screaming at them as only Brody Lee can. Calls out Hangman and Kenny. The Young Bucks enter the ring. Uh, they've been watching from the stands to back up their buddies. Members of the Dark Order appear from everywhere, seemingly, and begin to approach the ring. FDR come flying from the back and deck Brody with a cooler, which is if I get to, something I get to see every week I'm fine with. Uh, FDR and the Elite clear the ring of Dark Order members. And uh, they have what I like to refer to as giggling stare-downs, where it just uh, cuts between Brody Lee and, like, Omega in the ring. And they're all just, like, doing, like, a like a tough guy, like, yeah, you come in here and try that uh, kind of face at each other. As this mess is cleaned up, Britt Baker hands Tony Schiavone a note, has something to say to Big Swole, cuts a promo, says Swole can have a shot at her, but has to beat the opponent of her choice first. Then her music plays to the empty arena. 
Another action figure spot. It'll be out this Wednesday, Monday at Walmart. So yeah, get the word out. That's tomorrow, people, as you hear this. It's a holiday. Most of Canada. I don't know if Walmart will be open. Hikaru Shida versus Diamante. Both women in black and red strike each other, ground and pound. Shida thrown outside, lays Diamante on the barricade, and hits her with a running knee. This move... Uh, we talk about suspension of disbelief in wrestling. If it's later in the match, uh, or Shida has hit someone with a move and then dangles them on the, the barricade, fine. Uh, they're tired, they're winded, they're laying over a barricade, they're knocked out, whatever. Uh, but this was fairly early in the match, and she didn't even, like, punch Diamante in the face or anything. She just kind of led Diamante over the barricade and draped her on it. And then Diamante just kind of sits there like a geek waiting for Shida to charge up a knee to the face. Uh, back in the ring, missile dropkick from Shida and a near fall. Women go blow for blow in the center of the ring. Counter each person's moves. Shida hits a knee strike. Hot dogs instead of going for a pin. Diamante chops Shida repeatedly in the corner. Hits a cutter stunner-like thing from a, uh, for a near fall on Shida. Match gets a best mess. Uh, match gets a bit. My sentence gets a bit messy. Match gets a bit messy with some holds and rolling pin attempts by Diamante. Shida hits a delayed vertical suplex, but it isn't enough. Only a two count. Running knee and rolls Diamante into a ball for the pin. Shida wins. Austin Gunn is uh, hanging out with Shida's row at ringside. Taz says he has no idea why he has that. JR says he's his father's son, and I'll leave it at that. Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament. The Deadly Draw rules. Everybody's going to draw a random uh, thing that has a color. Matching colors become a team. And selections are final. Nyla Rose in streetwear, which you don't see that often. Uh, hanging out with Vicky Guerrero, her manager. Uh, draws a purple something or other. And uh, she has been paired with Ariane, a.k.a. Cameron, from the Funkadactyls in WWE. Is revealed to be her partner. Uh, so this is going to be something that takes place on YouTube. And uh, so they're going to need uh, some extra ladies, uh, guest spots. Cameron is... Uh, so I watch Total Total Divas. That much is... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to admit. Cameron's, uh, you know, not crazy. Uh, but she's, uh, she's an eccentric personality. As ter in terms of a pro wrestler, I, I understand the... You have only 16 slots here. Fill them with the most talented women you can. People who have been... Pro wrestling or trying, uh, as far as we know, Cameron here, Ariana, Ariane, uh, is not been uh, in the pro wrestling scene for the last few years. Um, so it is kind of like a stunt move here, especially the the idea of having Cameron and freaking Zack Ryder debut on the same show. It's bold of you, Tony Khan. Uh, but that's presumably she she's not going to sign with AEW or anything. It's a it's a guest spot and. Uh, there are plenty of spots still for ladies to sign up here. We just got the deb debut of two new uh, wrestlers in the women's division. And uh, they're trying, guys. Give them a, give a shot. All right. This next part's fantastic. And uh, anything I would have written down for it won't do it justice. MJF walks down a hall here to address the state of the industry. We go to a commercial break. He and uh, Wardlow and a, a crew of well-dressed clapping people are following him around. Uh, MJF greets the announce desk, continues to ham it up and wave at the crowd. So, uh, signs read MJF 2020, we deserve better. MJF kisses a fake baby, presented to him at ringside. If this was picture in picture, like it was supposed to be, I bet this actually read. Uh, but here, because I was blown up in uh, in 1080p, it was a very fake baby. He rinses his mouth with, with hand sanitizer, steps up to the podium, advises audience on what hashtags to use during his speech here. 
Cuts a promo on the changing uh, changing the leadership at AEW, referring to the champion John Moxley and how he is to set the example. Talks about what that change means. Calls out Moxley for uh, while still putting him over. Where's the wrestling? Asks MJF. Uh, basically calls everybody uh, gymnasts. Moxley uh, should lead by example. He's cosplaying as Stone Cold. Starts referring to him as Dictator John. This is absolutely great. Challenges Moxley at all out is all you need to know to wrap this up. But how he gets there, how confident MJF is, uh, and how so weaselly he is while telling you the truth. So the thing that makes the heels good in AEW is that they tell you the truth until they lie. And that makes for a good heel promo. And MJF has, it's like, it's 10 out of 10. Like he's, he doesn't slip up here. He finds the camera, delivers everything like, like not like he's rehearsed it a bunch of times. It feels very natural. I can't say enough good things about this dude. Uh, Kudos, man. Next week, John Silver and Alex Reynolds of Dark Order, uh, Dark Order. Versus Cody and Matt Cardona. MJF update next week on uh, what the fallout of that speech he just gave will be, presumably. 12-man tag match. FTR. You heard me. 12-man tag match. FTR and the Elite. Versus Brody Lee and the Dark Order. Fucking figure out who the two sides are there. Uh, Jericho and Cassidy will debate with a special guest moderator. Time for your main event. No DQ. Tornado match between Darby Allin... John Moxley and Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Moxley in the ring alone. Uh, so we cut backstage to Taz, who's with Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Darby nowhere to be found. Taz asks Brian Cassidy to step in front of him so they don't piss some people off. Apparently, people are mad that Taz is in front of the camera, making Brian Cage look smaller behind him. Like, fuck off. Puts over Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, hands the stick to Ricky, who cuts a quick promo. These guys look good together. As a unit, they look dangerous. Just like like little muscle guy and big muscle guy. Look the fuck out. Uh, Ricky calls out Darby. You dress like Pigpen and wrestle like uh, like a crash test dummy. Brian uh, Cage and Ricky Stark exit the tunnel and are dive-bombed by Darby with a coffin drop from the rafters. All four men brawl uh, on the ramp. No DQ tornado match, so game on. Mixed uh, match dancing partners as Brian Cage manhandles Darby at ringside. Moxley splashes them and equips a garbage can. Men fight into picture-in-picture. Back from break, Moxley and Brian Cage face off in the ring. Suplex, pile driver, Brian Cage kicks out. Moxley, the fucking smart babyface that he is. And that's basically this match is smart babyfaces on a team. And I'm including Darby and smart babyface, even though the last few weeks for him have been diving off of stuff on other stuff. And uh, it's not worked out for him. Uh, Moxley immediately goes to work on Brian Cage's arm, wrenching it back. Uh, Ricky breaks that up, watching out for his, his tag partner here. Taz talks about throwing in the towel from the championship match while he's on commentary. Brian Cage and Ricky Stark slam Moxley into a garbage can. Darby breaks up a near fall. Darby fires up on Ricky and Brian Cage. Moxley saves him from a buckle bomb and extinguishes Ricky here from the match. Darby with a near fall on Brian Cage. They both roll out of the ring. Darby pulls out a thumbtack-covered skateboard deck. How do I... Okay, so it's a, just a deck. No no trucks on this thing. No wheels, as it were. And uh, it's got thumbtacks sticking out of the bottom. Uh, so that it's like a... Well, you know where this is going. Moxley slides into an armbar on Brian Cage to eliminate him as a threat. As Darby rides the deck... Follow me here. Darby jumps from the top rope. 
and he rides the skateboard deck with exposed thumbtacks facing down across a doubled-over Ricky Stark's back. It rips and tears his flesh as he's pinned by Darby. One, two, three. Moxley loves the violence. The faces celebrate in the ring. Ricky crawls to the tunnel. His back is dripping with blood. Moxley and Darby stare across uh, the ring at each other. It's announced that they will have a title match next week. And the announced team hypes that match as we go off the air. Wild and crazy stuff. Uh, you know, a bit violent. Uh, Sammy's yelling, son of a bitch. We got a guy getting his back ripped open by thumbtacks. Uh, apparently, the, the, the scuttlebutt on that is uh, that after Ricky blindsided uh, Darby last week and gave him a concussion, like a whiplash effect, because he smacked him into the fucking top rope so hard uh, that this was kind of maybe Ricky's idea. And it was like, okay, I'm sorry, man. Give me give me a receipt. If it's going to be bad, if it's going to be equal to a concussion, I'm not going to say this is equal to that, but it's, uh, it's, it's a conversation piece for sure. I uh, hope Ricky's okay. That's a nasty, nasty thing, man. Uh, hardcore. Shit. Fuck. Like, a, a thumbtack in your back, and then someone's riding that board of thumbtacks forward. So the thumbtacks have pierced you, and now they're being, like, ripped across your back. Is, is very gnarly. And uh, we don't need thumbtacks on every show. But uh, in terms of a... Holy shit. Uh, yeah, that that was pretty good. And I thought that match was, in, in terms of someone who likes both John Moxley and Darby Allen, uh, who likes their intensity in the ring, John Moxley especially does a lot of subtle things uh, where you can call him a lot of things, but a dumbass is not one of them. He is very aware uh, of what it takes to win. He's saving his partner here. It's like, I, I need to win against these guys. I'm going to back Darby up. Darby's doing the same, and uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks are relatively new tag partners here. Um, it, you know, I don't think it, it hurt either group, and I thought it was a good match. I'm just rambling now, so I'm going to digress and wrap this up. At Titsiceberg on Twitter, LeahTitsiceberg.com is my email address if you want to hit us up there. This is not the last you'll hear from me this long weekend, as tomorrow uh, there will be a very special compilation episode of Public Beta Podcast where we talk about New Vegas, all six parts compiled into one. So look for that on Holiday Monday, August 3rd. Uh, thank you for joining me and me alone as I review AEW Dynamite every week. Uh, usually going to be Saturday or Sunday until Reed starts watching it again. We'll bring it back to Friday nights. But until then, thank you, as always. And that's the Sultans of... Slam! And welcome to the jam! Come on and slam! Yeah.